Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited or contemplative, I think, maybe today. We are going to talk about rethinking resilience. So, Jenny, I'd love you to share Mm -hmm. with me. Everyone, resilience is the buzzword of the day right now. Everyone needs to be more resilient in life and home. Don't get me started on Gen Zers. They're so unresilient, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But you and I have a bit of a different take on it. We do. We do, Sarah, indeed. And um, I've been sort of a bit frustrated for a while now because I'm often asked to speak about resilience in some of my workshops and trainings (laughs) and stuff like that, which I'm always happy to do because I think it is really important to know how to have sufficient resilience. But when, when I get asked by the manager, can you please teach your our team more resilience because they clearly need it? I'm usually a bit wary because most people that I've met are more than resilient enough. It's not that they lack resilience. They've just been put in a place where they're not getting the support or they haven't got the resources needed to Mm -hmm. enable them to do what they know they're truly capable of. And that's unfair because (laughs) it's basically blaming somebody for lacking resilience when in fact it's not anything to do with resilience but what I do think is is important to consider is how our modern workplace has changed over the last few years we've we've now moved Mm. into this time where there's a cultural expectation that you will always go the extra mile you will always stay late you will always come in early you will never complain about being given yet more work, even though you're up to your eyeballs and everything else already. And so putting somebody in a workshop to teach them more resilience isn't actually going to solve anything. It's actually going to make the problem worse. And I I often like to ask people what image comes into their mind when asked to think of a resilient person. Who's the most resilient person you know? And what do they know? Oh, yes. Yeah. So who 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 do you see in your mind when it's a super resilient person? Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know that I would ever classify. That's such a good question. I don't know that I actually have someone who I who I would be like, oh, they're super resilient. When I think about it, I guess it's people who have traveled through a life filled with ups and downs and done so with grace. Um mm-hmm. Uh, and kindness so I think that's that's probably where where I go and I don't know that there's like one single person who who sticks out for me my mother a little bit I think you know but it's an interesting thing for me I think because when you said that I think there's always two stories isn't there what that you can tell right there's uh, this person super resilient (laughs) and then there's what happened to get them there um and and what was that story about and and it depends I think we can tell a story that um 
yeah, that, like we said, needs to be rethought a little bit. How did that yeah. person get into the, yeah. you know, yeah. why is that person having to be so resilient? That's not yes. really how it yes. should go. No. That's right. How come they were <laughs> So that was a really weird answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> but it's asking the question, how did they end up in that position in the first place? Yeah. Rather than saying, well, they just need to show a bit more grit, uh, be more mentally tough. Um, suck it up, just get on with it because everybody else does the same anyway. What's wrong with you if you're not able to do what we've been asking you to do? And I think... um, Really, yeah, I I really really like to reschedule things about how we think about it and say, let's give ourselves credit for what we are good at, which is actually, we are super resilient. We are super adaptive. We can handle a massive amount of disruption and change. It's something that as humans, mm-hmm. we've, we've evolved to do extremely well, except that sometimes we lose sight of when we've reached enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is this is the bit that you and I both agree on, isn't it? You just, and there is that question, isn't there? Because that the kind of threshold you have to get through for sometimes for that kind of that growth mm. often feels very similar to the threshold yes. you go through to burnout right um, yep. and I'm I'm reminded of the the quitting quadrant by Sarah Weiler I don't know if you've if you've seen that but it's exactly yeah. like please tell us yes yes I'll, I'll share it I'll share it with you but it's that when we have too much growth, when we do too much of that, when we have too much resilience or we're asked to practice, that's how we hit burnout. As you rightly said, the problem is we have growth, but we don't want burnout. So when do we quit? But we're told never to quit. You don't want to be a quitter. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the right thing to do is to quit. Yes. So it's about exactly. knowing. And it's it's tricky. Um, we've had yeah. we've had two great examples recently of extraordinary women mm-hmm. who decided to pull the pin and quit because they recognized that what they were doing, how they were living their lives, actually yeah. wasn't supporting them in a positive way. So I'm yeah. talking about Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles. Simone Biles, yeah, Simone absolutely. Biles, yes. Absolutely. And, and what uh, what an interesting conversation that generated, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, it was All around the world. Yep. Fascinating, fascinating. Yep. But again, it's that how far do you push yourself? And we have actually in this whole, you know, we now have this, this pause this powerful pause from from COVID and what's happened over the last year and a half and the story that we need to make changes in how we work and not just at work but how we as a as a species work is I I really hope we've tipped past the point where we we have to even have that conversation but we do need to change how are we going to do that and these leaders in this space are questioning what we know, because I don't know about you, Jenny, but I grew up with people who pushed themselves past the point of anything were yeah. the people who were held up as everyone should be trying to be like that. Every, you know, that's who you wanted to be. Mm. Um, and and there are people who achieve amazing things. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, and do not, that's great yeah. that they can do that. But I think to 
have an expectation that that's what we've all got to do in order to achieve that success while we describe success for ourselves is yeah. is is not true it's simply yeah. not true it's so really um, not true. i think it's about understanding ourselves sufficiently to know that success looks different for different people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think we have used the pause to be able to reflect on what do i really want my life to look like Definitely. And there's been lots of people talking here about, you know, the great resignation and all this sort of stuff, which you're probably having in the UK as well, where people are with their feet saying, actually, you know what? I've had it up to here with the corporate world. It's not for me anymore. I'm out. I'm going to do things very differently. I'm going to do them according to what serves my family and myself the best so that we have enough, but it's not killing us in the process. Absolutely. and um, it's a man called Jeffrey, I think it's Jeffrey Pfeiffer, um, mm-hmm. about not dying for a paycheck. And mm, I don't yes. know if read that book. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> Where he says, Absolutely. you know, there's more to life than just going to work in order to get money to pay the bills. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do need some money to pay the bills. Life gets very uncomfortable yep. if we don't. Exactly. Do you really need to upgrade your car? Do you really need to be moving to the next suburb because they've got bigger houses and it's it's about status and stuff like that? Does that is that going to make but us happy? Does that make us happy? And we know all the science shows us in terms of happiness, then we just always move the goalposts anyways. We're never going to be satisfied with that. Yeah. It's, um, is it Dr. Lori Santos? They did a study. I think the study was from Yale, but I could be wrong. But the study was when you make $30,000 a year, you think you need $50,000 a year to be happy and comfortable. If you make $100,000 a year, you think you need $250,000 to make you happy and comfortable. So as much as we move up, we then believe we need to move up more than than we do. So we're terrible at understanding our own happiness and what we need to do. And it is, and I found myself getting onto that, that, you know, hamster wheel of life and then and this has given me the opportunity to go wait a second what do I need what do I need what are my needs and actually what and needs is a really important thing I think when we're talking about how to make the decisions around when you need to be resilient and when you don't is it serving you do you know what your needs are and those are like money and time and impact and relationships all those things you know it's not just one one thing I really like the idea, you know, if we think about resilience in work, because I have the same, we have so many clients going, we've got all these people who are not resilient. Can you help them build resilience? And I I only started coming across this maybe like two or three years ago that this was like, you've got people who are crazy overworked. And the answer is they're not resilient enough. Mm. Uh, and and uh, I saw a beautiful video from David Marquet. Uh, he has uh, intent-based leadership, if you want to have a look on it, but it's about resilience versus efficiency and that those are different sides to the same line. And so when we go too far down this efficiency route at work and probably in life as well, when we do more with less and more with less and more with less and more with less, right? Because it's a great concept not being wasteful. However, his point is that 
once you go too far down that line, resilience is really far away from that. Resilience is building in capacity. And he talks about it in terms of something on a nuclear submarine. So there's a specific part. They always had three or four of, even though it would probably one never break or two, you only needed one to replace it. But you always had three or four of them, which is that resilience piece. So how do you keep things going for longer? And he uses, a, I think it's an oak tree or, or a tree as a pine tree, actually, I think is the, mm-hmm. as the metaphor. They only need to drop one cone to plant one tree to carry on their genetic. But they, they drop something like 150,000 cones over their life because they need to build in this resilience. And they've been around for something like 150 million years. There's a thing, I guess, around abundance that gives people resilience, that lack mindset not being there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so actually, if we're going to efficiency and then asking people to be resilient, it will never happen. (laughs) I think we need to, I don't know, talk about it in a different way because resilience Mm. today is is needs to be something that's sustainable for the longer term because when yeah. you're going through a challenging time like living through a global pandemic yep. we can all be resilient in the shorter term you know we gird our mm-hmm. loins the adrenaline's pumping we're doing we're doing we're doing but then we start to get a bit tired and we start to get a bit depleted and we start yeah. to feel more tired and then we mm-hmm. think oh well I've just got to keep on pushing through rather than thinking well actually, I have been doing this for quite a long time. I haven't had a holiday for 18 months. Um, Maybe I should just Mm -hmm. book some time off to Mm -hmm. step away from all the usual to draw breath, reconnect, recharge and restore. So for me, it's it's about replenishment Mm -hmm. as well as abundance thinking. Oh, love it. Replenishment comes from within us but also mm-hmm. from outside. And I think the most resilient people I've come across are those who recognise the value of asking for help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than trying to do it all on their own because some yeah. of us are sort of warriors. We like to sort of be independent and do it all <laughs> rather uh-huh. than uh-huh. saying, well, I'm human and I can't carry this load all on my own. You know, I'm not built to carry 150 kilos. Perfectionism, um, anybody <laughs> And and we know that, you know, burnout is increasing and it's doubled mm-hmm. since the onset of COVID because people are trying to maintain this push through mentality rather than saying, you know what, I've done everything I can um, and being told, <laughs> so many people say, if somebody else tells me to do more with less, I'm going to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> they can't stand it because they just know it's just the next round of cuts um uh-huh, so uh-huh. people, hopefully they're not doing but they're just cutting yeah. resources and expecting people still to perform it's unrealistic and unsustainable and I think we all need to take responsibility I think we can do it for ourselves because if we are perfectionists workaholics mm-hmm. people dedicated mm-hmm. to the cause yeah we are particularly at risk of burning out because we fail to notice the stop sign But also, I think employers and organisations need to take some responsibility too to say the way to get the most out of the people that work for you or alongside you isn't to wring them out like a wet towel. You'll get some water out initially, but then you end up with a dry towel 
and Mm -hmm. they've got nothing else left to give. And so what happens is they get sick or they take time off, extended time off because they've burnt out. And what a waste. What a terrible waste. And I think, you know, it's about let's look at reimagining a workplace where we do have the support and we do have the resources to enable people to do what they've been taken on to do. I, I, I get so frustrated when I hear of people who've been hired for a particular task and they're not given the right environment in which to demonstrate their skill. Yeah. And what a waste of everybody's time and energy. Yeah. The resilience is about the kind of the environment you're in, Mm. isn't it? Mm. You know, if you're asked to, you know, sail a boat, but you get thrown into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not. Yeah, Yeah, it's and again, it's and I think you said like, yes, people need to be looking at it ourselves, taking some responsibility. But I, I think businesses need to look at their and, and you hear about sustainable business a lot at the moment. I don't know if you're hearing that in Australia. Yes, we're hearing we are. That here. We're talking a lot about sustainability. Again, love love the buzzword of it. <clears throat> but if you're going to treat people like resources, which is what you described, ringing them out like this. Yes. <laughs> and that's why we need to get rid of the term human resources. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a whole other story. <laughs> they're people. We're people. I'm not a resource. We're human. I'm not a resource. And actually, you know, what we have done in business for the last 150 years is ring resources out of the earth and the businesses. So it is a mindset shift. We yeah. have to be thinking about it, but I would love to see businesses actually do things that are sustainable. And that might mean things like turning down your profits. Yes. Do you have to make, so if you're making 150 million pounds or dollars profit this year, do you have to make 160 or 200 next year? What's sustainable, right? Is $150 million of profit enough? <laughs> but, you know, and it's part of that, isn't it? It's about it on funny. that line. When yes. is, actually, there's probably enough here, yeah. right? Yeah. Do we always yeah. have to grow? And that is, it's again, when we go growth, if you go too far, you go to burnout. What do you need to do? You need to then restore yourself or restore your business um if you're pushing through that that grit piece you're talking about Mm. um well grit's fine for a point but then actually it turns into resentment yeah Uh, yeah yeah so we have to we have to be mirroring and and Mm. again moving in and out of different places and they all they all are fantastic you know, resilience is a fantastic, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan oh, of resilience. Right. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, we've all got it. It's not that we don't. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it. I think also this conversation about, oh, it's just that people aren't resilient enough. I just think, can we say this, Jenny? I think we should call bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Sarah. Yes, yes. I'm with you on this one, totally. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that more and more people seem to be actually taking action by themselves mm. and saying, look, Mm. I I like my work, I like where I'm at, but it's just too much and I'm willing to take a pay cut and do a few fewer hours because I know I feel so much better as a result. And what's interesting is in those workplaces and organisations that have adopted that and taken it on board, Mm -hmm. they actually become more profitable 
Oh um, my gosh, the four day week, the reduced <laughs> hours working. I I got to do so much research on that this year and wow. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, and if you're interested in some of this stuff, a great book called Rest and uh, and then Shorter, fantastic books by Alex Su Jung Kim Pang. I have got his name wrong before, so I need to make sure I get it right. <laughs> but fantastic look at historical working, why we work the way we have worked, how it got there, and then actually why that's completely wrong for us nowadays. Yes. Um, yeah. And you've got, you know, New Zealand is doing a lot of work on the four day work week, aren't they? I yes, don't know what's happening in Australia, but Scotland is having, trying to like, it here. Are you doing it? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think that is, uh, that is the, just such a fantastic way. And it's not about four days necessarily. It's about reducing the hours that we work mm. um, and getting more out of it. And again, that's just a way to give us that space. So yes, how are you going to get more space? How are you going to help you? How are you going to rethink resilience? Uh, maybe stop beating yourself up and thinking that maybe you're not as resilient as you should be. You probably are way more resilient than you're giving yourself credit for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And we'd love to hear, what do you do to create that space for yourself to restore, to find flow or, you know, to push yourself through when have you, when have you done that growth piece? And it's, it's been really good for you because both sides, you know, one size doesn't fit all for every situation. Absolutely. And uh, at different phases of our life, we might be seeking that, that, that growth. We're in that phase where I need to create a bit more now. So that's going to sustain Mm -hmm. for a longer time. And then you, then you pull back a bit so I think yeah it's just sort of not expecting ourselves to get on that hamster wheel and run around at 200 kilometers an hour all the time because that's probably not sustainable maybe a little bit you get good leg muscles but no, not much else. yeah 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 <laughs> so, oh that's lovely thank you so much for joining us for our, our podcast this week we hope you've um, enjoyed our discussion on why we think it's time to call BS on resilience, how <laughs> it's often seen in the workplace. And we'd love, love to it. hear from you as to what your ideas are about, as Sarah suggested, how to find more space in our lives that's going to make us feel great and happier more often. We'll see you then. Love it. Bye. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.